Coming to a red light recently, uh, we witnessed something lovely on Chicago's Michigan Avenue downtown. An old man and an old woman were waiting at the corner. Uh, they were obviously elderly, white hair and bent over some, with shaking hands and unsteady limbs. They moved cautiously toward the curb and then stepped down together. The man took the woman's arm, holding it closely and tightly, as she shuffled into the street despite his unsteadiness. The light changed before they completed their trek across the big avenue. Cars began honking their horns, but the man never wavered, never took his eyes or his arms from his wife. He carried her and supported her, even though his own legs strained to move him and her as well. And she leaned on him with total faith and confidence, as if he were the very rock of safety itself. Together they maneuvered through the traffic, uh, picking up speed around them, obviously buoyed up by each other and their faith in each other. It was a tender sight to see the elderly couple make it across safely in the arms of each other. And thank God, of course, that they made it across the great Michigan Avenue. On this Good Shepherd uh, Sunday, uh, this elderly couple provides an image of what the Church wishes to get across to us about the leadership and the care of our God. And the Church has chosen for this Sunday the Gospel of John, chapter 10, citing Jesus' words about us. As Jesus says, as you heard, my sheep I know them, and they follow me. No one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father is greater than all in what he has given me, and there is no snatching out of his hand. That frequent uh, television commercial about all state insurance may come to mind. You are in good hands with all state. Well, today's gospel reminds us that we are in good hands with our shepherd, Jesus Christ. The Lord's words are very reassuring in the kind of world we live in, where we're not so sure anymore about a lot of things, beginning with insurance, coverage, needed a coverage for storm and flood, pension coverage when we retire, Social Security, safety in a violent world and society. We Christians are assured, however, that Jesus holds us carefully in hand while Jesus entrusts us to the Father's hands. Just as children know that everything will be fine when they take their parents' hand, just as we know we are safe and loved in the embrace of our spouse, we are safe and loved in the hand of God. We have nothing to fear because we are in God's embrace. In turn, 
To be followers of the Easter Jesus is to be the hand and embrace of God for one another. And in addition, to be God's hand extended to the poor and the lost. To be the embrace of God for the forgotten ones and the unforgiven ones. I remember distinctly when I was a lad of five years of age, uh, mother took me downtown one sunny day because she wanted to shop at Carson Peary Scott on State Street, her favorite department store. Mothers routinely hold the hand of their children in crowded places, and as mothers do, she was busy looking at items on the counters and at one point, let go of my hand. And after some time, I lost sight of her in the busy store. It couldn't have been more than five minutes, but that five minutes was like hell. I lost my mother, and I could not see her amidst the crowds of women picking up and putting down and checking out. It was the most frightening experience of my childhood, I reckoned at that time. But lo and behold, suddenly she came over to me and pulled me to her side while she continued picking up items and putting them down, oblivious to the fact that I was, for a few interminable moments, frightened out of my wits that I had lost my mother. Nothing can be more of an experience of hell for a child. This is, in fact, a definition of hell as the spiritual masters write about it. The fires of hell are actually an agonizing pain of the soul, experienced by reason of the loss of our attachment to God that our souls essentially yearn for. Not for a few moments, but forever. In the Easter miracle, God reveals the depth of his love for us, offering us the peace of his hand and the safety of his embrace. This is the promise of security upon which all of us can place our troubled hearts when life from time to time takes its pound of flesh from us. Mind you, this promise suggests there are powers that will try to snatch us from our Lord's voice and hand. And try, they do. Guilt and failure, loss and disease may attempt to grab us from the risen one's nailed punctured hands. But try as they may, our Lord holds on to us with loving strength. The Good Shepherd, that is, whose promise is ever sure. Here is precisely the Easter gift, when our Lord gives us here and now the gift of eternal life. He stands as an immovable sentry guarding eternal life as our birthright, the treasure that belongs to us because we belong to him. And we are stunned, speechless, realizing his affection for each and every one of us, portrayed in this image of the Good Shepherd who loves his sheep. 
how we need constant signs of assurance and security in order to survive in these times. We are waiting for the Lord to come back to take us with him, as he promised. The holy priesthood truly relies on these Christological foundations. The image of the Good Shepherd is meant to give us the assurance we need. The psalmist says, We are his people, the sheep of his flock. And it also says, The Lord is good, his kindness endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. The sacred writer of the book of Revelation says, The Lamb on the throne will lead them to springs of life-giving water, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Jesus said of his sheep, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. As you notice, the Bible pulls no punches about our kinship with sheep. We are weak and often helpless creatures. We are living in a dangerous world. But this is only half the story. The other half is about the shepherd. The shepherd is always there. The shepherd cares for the sheep so that the sheep are never alone. The image of the elderly couple crossing a busy thoroughfare can aptly be applied to the nature of the priesthood. Jesus had asked Peter on the shore of Galilee to tend his sheep and care for his lambs. And following upon Peter's threefold affirmative response, the Lord handed over to him the care of us, the church. It is at once a tender relationship between priests and people and equally a daunting one. Priests holding on to us, the people, and people holding on tightly to their priests. Priests are absolutely frightened at the Good Friday parts of our service, while we humbly search for Easter's glory and all that we are assigned to do for you. Chaucer wrote in the Canterbury Tales, that the priest ought to be an example for the sheep of how the sheep should live. But no priest can have faith for us. We ourselves must seek and trust God. We must rely in faith in God's loving, redeeming power. We must walk in the footsteps of our Lord Christ, and we must be a part of the people of God, the Church. The heart of the gospel on which the church is built renders the sole affirmation that we are loved. We may not fully believe it. We may not understand it. But the truly good news is, friends, is that nothing can completely or finally separate us from the love of God. John's gospel says so. When we truly embrace this truth, Despite our sinfulness, we begin to know an inner peace and a joy that no one can take from us. 
The Easter passages of Scripture bolster our confidence because we are believers. Hope cannot be forever dashed. Disappointment need not sour life's sweetness. The luster of love's nourishing wonder need not be marred by life's struggles. When we dare live in the resurrection promise of Easter glory, eternal life swallows up all that would even attempt to devour our days and waste our dreams. We who follow the risen one can face every day with the promise that we will never perish, not now, nor ever. Truth be told, we already know this, but somehow forget to believe it, especially when the dark storms of life hover over us, when Good Friday seems to have taken over our lives. That beloved 23rd Psalm begins with words that are immortal. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want for anything, that is. Meaning, nothing can undo us, for we are safe in the hands and the fold of the flock of the Good Shepherd. For the musically inclined amongst us, Johann Sebastian Bach, the great Baroque composer of the 17th century, blessed the world with a beautiful composition titled, Sheep May Safely Graze. Untold numbers of us never tire hearing this piece of music. It poignantly expresses the assurance we have because our Good Shepherd is watching over us in love. Our God wants us to live with the assurance that we are loved. Then we ourselves can be like sheep that safely graze. Upon his ascension back to his Father in heaven, it was the Lord's desire that his presence and ministry among us should continue until he returns for us. In one of the Church's documents, Pastores Dabo Vobis, rendered in the English, I will give you shepherds, Church doctrine tells us our priests are called to prolong the presence of Christ, the one high priest, embodying his way of life and making him visible in the midst of the flock. In the Church and on behalf of the Church, priests are a sacramental representation of Jesus Christ, the head and shepherd authoritatively proclaiming his word, repeating his acts of forgiveness and his offer of salvation, particularly in baptism, penance, and the Holy Eucharist, showing his loving concern to the point of a total gift of self for the flock. The flock he gathers into unity and leads to the Father in a word, a priest exists and acts in order to proclaim the gospel to the world and to build up the church in the name of and person of Jesus Christ, the head and shepherd. 
Priests are commissioned in a unique way to continue Christ's mission as prophet, shepherd, and priest. So as you can see, a priest exists solely to give glory to God. Given that it is Christ's priesthood and not our invention or imagination, this priesthood bestowed upon men lasts forever, even beyond this life. The mark of priesthood on the soul can never be erased. The New Testament's letter to the Hebrews enumerates these doctrinal elements. God allows finite men of earth to share in the priesthood of his only begotten Son. Priesthood embodies all those virtues and attentions we know Christ to have been when he walked to this earth. Priesthood, therefore, is a way of life, not an occupation or avocation. The holy priesthood is Christ and belongs to Christ. The priesthood, then for all time, has asked for a man's total gift of himself to God after the example of Jesus who gave all to us in his own ministry, his sacrificial death and resurrection. It is with this understanding of the doctrine of priestly service that we surround Don Timothy Farrell with a sense of wonder and thanksgiving on this his day of ordination, while thanking him for showing us how to give an affirmative response to the call of our God in all things. <laughs> 